Well, we would logically center our attention on the familiar but astonishing events which took place on Pentecost Day, events which were described vividly in our first scripture today. There are some other considerations of the Holy Spirit worthy of our attention. St. Augustine, the greatest theologian of the Western Church, offered his reflections in a sermon he gave on a text from the Gospel of St. John. And in it, he expounds on our Lord's teaching about the Holy Ghost, wherein our Lord said about him, the world is incapable of receiving the Holy Spirit because it neither sees nor knows him. That's curious, of course, because nobody, good or bad, can see the invisible Holy Spirit. Clearly, then, something other than the vision of the eyes is meant here. Spiritual persons are said to be able to see God in this life in the sense that God lives in them. In this sense, we can say that we know the Holy Spirit if we've got him in us, possession being a kind of knowledge, and knowledge a manner of seeing St. Augustine continues by making a simile. We can't see our own faces, mirrors and other reflecting things aside, but we can see, in another sense, ourselves without our eyes when we look into our consciences, when we make ourselves an object to be reflected upon, Also, with our bodily eyes, we can see the faces of others, but we can't look into their insides, into their consciences. Now, the Holy Spirit's presence in our soul is seen in that interior sense, when he, like our consciences, is in us to be reflected upon. The Holy Spirit is a distinct person of the Blessed Trinity. He is not the same person as Christ. Some people have erroneously thought that when our Lord said he would ascend into heaven and then send the Holy Spirit, he meant that the Holy Spirit would be a stand-in for Christ, taking his place. Not so. Christ remains with us here until the end of time. The Holy Spirit is a distinct person of the Blessed Trinity, and he dwells in our souls, taking up residence there only if we're in a state of grace. There are then two possibilities for us, to be or not to be, 
in a state of grace. To be or not to be with the Holy Spirit. Perhaps you can understand then why our Lord said that the world is incapable of receiving the Holy Spirit. If one has a state of mortal sin, inside him is an an interior hostility to God. One can't have justice and injustice abide in him simultaneously. Grace and mortal sin can't occupy the soul at the same time. And so we need to look inside to see what's there. The Spirit of God, or a worldly, hostile, impure spirit. But whatever is there, these opposites cannot coexist. In the prayers of the Pentecost Novena, we have been asking that we may never commit the slightest sin against the Holy Spirit. St. Paul urged that we do nothing to sadden the Holy Spirit. Our sins are hateful to God, and so we ought not to love them, not look forward to committing them again. We should despise what God hates. By contrast, we ought to relish the things that please God. And today is a day for us to take pleasure in the Holy Spirit, to delight in the gifts He has showered so generously upon us. Just a moment ago, we heard the sequence sung at the Mass. The sequence is a hymn of the Church. It's not found in the Bible. And in it, the Church expresses some of the delight of the presence of the Holy Spirit in a soul. For example, he's called the sweet guest, sweet refreshment. In our labors, he's rest. In our sorrows, solace. Scripture says that following Pentecost, the apostles were filled with the Holy Ghost. That's a very blessed state to be in. It's a foretaste of heaven. We too should be eager to have our souls filled. This is what makes us saints, what carries us beyond the narrowness of ordinary sanctity. The famous Jesuit priest, who in his last years worked in our parish, Father Hardin, is often quoted as saying that ordinary sanctity will not get us successfully through these bad times. That was already some years ago when Father Hardin's been deceased. And the world has become much more hostile to God in the interim of his death. 
perhaps even far worse than he foresaw. His point, however, is that if we're intent on making it to salvation, we can't be satisfied with half measures. No ordinary Catholics will be saved. And so we should have a great desire to keep our souls clean and uncontaminated by the evil spirit of this world, the spirit which is at enmity with God. Pray to him, coax him, invite him. Invoke the Holy Spirit to fill the hearts of the faithful and enkindle in them the fire of his love. Fire. Fire is ardent, hot, intense, alive, consuming. We must become ardent Christians.